February 24th, 2016. My name is Kellen Conley, and this is Hyphen Nation, episode 7. So what's going on? It's, uh, it's been a little longer than anticipated, because for those of you who have not been following the show... Um, if this is your first time listening to this, what normally happens is on Friday mornings, I'll get myself up. If I have, well, normal on Friday mornings when I have an early shift, which I, when I don't have an early shift, which is 6.30 morning, I will take myself to the Kroger parking lot in Morgantown, West Virginia at the Suncrest Town Center and do the episode in my car. Last Friday... I had the opportunity to get Victory Jump Off Radio Show 18 out and the opportunity to still do Hyphenation 7. And I actually uh, wrote a post about this on my website, behyphen.com, about how I decided to take some time for myself and just enjoy my morning versus doing the podcast. Don't get me wrong. I love doing the podcast. I have a great time doing the podcast. But very exhausting um well not not the podcast um i just needed some time i was just having a stress stressful week last thursday was pretty stressful and i was trying to get a lot done i was trying to get talking out the dead done and among other things i had going on i was trying to get that done get those things done and i just i just felt i needed a break so the original plan was take Friday morning off, put Victory Jump Off Radio Show 18 Earth, Wind, and Fire out on Friday, which would have been the 19th. Record Hyphenation 7 this past Monday on the 21st. On the 22nd, I can't do math. On February 22nd, put it out on February 22nd. Record in the morning because I had a a later shift. Put it out Monday evening and then get ready for Hyphenation 8 on Friday. Well, we had a co-worker call off. And as uh, the standing, uh, the interim second in charge right now, I I had to come and cover. So I had to open on Monday. So those plans go out the window. Then on Tuesday... The plan was for me to, um, the plan was for me to come in at 8:45 that morning, um, and do another lobby shift. So I was like, okay, I can record show two on Tuesday, or show I can record on Tuesday and get it done and put it out Tuesday night. Coworker called off again, so I was again covering for, her. and so now. I wasn't supposed to actually have free time this morning on the 24th of February. I was supposed to work another opening shift. But I remembered over the weekend that I had scheduled a dentist appointment um, for the 24th because they have to follow up because I had to have two bad molars pulled in uh, December. And they did some, they cleaned both sides of my mouth and they wanted to see my progress and, and all my gum health and See how my mouth's looking after everything's been done for a while, after everything's kind of settled. So I had to remind my boss, and I was like, hey, I got a dentist appointment. I put in a request for it, but you forgot to put it on schedule. So she's like, okay, then you just work at 10 to 4 on Wednesday. I'll come in in the morning, and then I will leave when you get here. Because she's been gone uh, three mostly three days a week training in Fairmont. Um for um for a new position that she's uh, working on. 
or she's training to add more work to more work. Well, not workload. She's trying to learn new things so she can help out the credit union more. <laughs> there we go. So I was like, fine. So I mean, it was like, ding, ding, ding. There's your opportunity. So 7.37 in the morning. Live from the Kroger parking lot. But not the same old Kroger parking lot. I'm actually located right now. I'm in the Kroger in what we call a section of Morgantown called Saberton. And I'm actually in the parking lot right next to Earlco Orcor Road or Elcor Road. Oh, why are y'all blowing each other up? I, I love this Facebook group I'm in, but just lately it, it's been, it's, they're, they're talking a lot and I'm trying to do a podcast. Guys, guys, I'm just going to mute you. One hour. One hour should be fine. I'm sorry. They're muted now. <laughs> um, so I'm live from the Kroger parking lot. Um, uh, in Saberton, across from a McDonald's now, I have Earl L. Core Road right here in front of me. People are going by, having a good time. Well, driving, rather. <laughs> that same day is having a good time. Um, and my dentist is actually on the other side of McDonald's. So that's not till 8.30. So I'm going to sit here and talk to y'all for a while. And we may have the first episode of Hyphenation that's completely finished in one take. That's crazy. I'm excited. So I have some topics from last week that I still want to get into. Um, and then also... Yeah, I had something right now. Just thought about it. Just thought about it. Okay, got it in there. I'm going to try my best to still have something to record on Friday, this Friday. But right now, as of this morning, I have old show topics. So I'm going to try my best to build something up. So you might get two podcasts in one week. I can't make any promises. More than likely, episode eight of Hyphenation will be out next Friday. But there is a small chance that I get done episode 8 this Friday because I, once again, don't have an early shift. With that said, I'm going to uh, read a little something. It's, and not even read a little something because I kind of know exactly what I want to say. I want to tell y'all about this book by my friend Bobby Nash and Nancy Holder. It's called Domino Lady and Sherlock Holmes. Together again, Moonstone Books brings all of the Sherlock Holmes and Domino Lady team-ups together in one collection. It's from Moonstone Books. You can get it at moonstonebooks.com. You can also get it at bobbynash.com. Right now, it is in the February issue of previews with the diamond item code FEB161650. Again, that's feb one six one six five zero and it will be available in stores in April. Sherlock Holmes Domino Lady Trade is written by Nancy Holder and Bobby Nash with art by Reno Menakis, Nick Diaz, and Mike Files. And the cover is also by Mike Files. So if you're in the new pop, old pop, great stories, Sherlock Holmes, Domino Lady, please make sure you check out this offering from Bobby Nash and Nancy Holder. Or Nancy Holder and Bobby Nash, whichever you prefer to say. Wow. <laughs> Definitely going to have to uh, edit out that little section where I'm like, um, um, I don't remember anything about the book. But like I always say, I've read Bobby's work. I'm a fan of Bobby's. I've known Bobby a few years now. He's also a friend of Thomas DJ, and any friend of Thomas DJ is a friend of ours, friend of mine and the show's. So please make sure you support Bobby in that book. First topic. So I made plans with my friend Johnny to go see Deadpool the Friday night that it came out. Uh, it was going to be my treat. Like, yeah, I'll tell you, uh, let me go take you to see Deadpool, man. Like, um, you got me a few times to go see movies and 
uh, took me out to eat last summer when you took me back to Summersville to see your family and everything and take me out on the boat. So let me help you. And let me take you out to Deadpool. So he's like, awesome. Sounds good. So I text him on Thursday night. I'm like, all right, so the, the showings are at, uh, I think they got a midnight. They're not showing the movie in 3D. That's a disappointment, but they got a midnight. Um, So if that's still cool, let me know. So he texts me back Friday. He's like, oh, I, 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 um, I'm sorry. He, he thought I meant Thursday night because that's why I texted him. I was like, no, I was just texting you about Friday. So I will make sure we're still good. He's like, yeah, absolutely. Can you get a ticket for my fiance? And then I'll pay you back. Not a big deal. Not a problem. But I'm thinking, because it's me and Johnny's thing, we, we, we go see superhero movies together. We've seen several of them now. We've seen Ant-Man together. We saw Avengers 2 together. We saw um, Guardians of the Galaxy together. So whenever a new superhero movie comes out, more than likely, I'm going with Johnny. But I did promise Steve that I would save Superman Batman for him. So I have to make sure that he's with me when I go. Because I kind of went to Deadpool early on Saturday and didn't wait for him this past Saturday. I know, I'm not a good friend. But I, I had stuff to do, and he's like, oh, I'm not going to be back for a while, and we'll go in the evening. And I was like, yeah, but there's this nice 1 o'clock showing that I could go to, and be a little easier for me and I was selfish but here, here's back to my main point Johnny asked me to get a ticket for Meredith his fiance who I've, I've never met I've heard great things about and I got to thinking I mean because she just moved to Morgantown from North Carolina to live with Johnny because they're going, they're going to get married here in the next few months is, is what I thought the plan was I don't think anything has changed where they won't get married soon. Um, so I get to thinking, I'm like, man, instead of leaving his fiance at home and letting her sleep or whatever, or doing whatever, or just chilling until he gets home, he wants to include her. So th there's either two things that are happening there, or maybe even three. One, she wanted to see Deadpool. Which is perfectly cool, understandable. I don't need to get my panties in a bunch about not seeing Deadpool or about him bringing his uh, fiance, which I didn't. But same time, I thought it was supposed to be me and Johnny, so I was a little, little put off. It was no big deal. Two, he didn't want to leave her by herself, considering she's kind of new to Morgantown. She probably doesn't have a lot of friends outside of Johnny here. I don't know if she's working right now. So he was doing, he was making sure that she wasn't alone and that he didn't not include her just because we we're going to go super, see a superhero movie, which brings me to what my third point is, is does that make me a bad husband? Now I think I'm a pretty good husband. I, I still try to, Dote on my wife. I listen to her most of the time. And I mean, like when she gives me instructions, I listen to her tell me what's going on in her life all the time. I'm not that guy. Um, I, I try to give her as many breaks from Aaliyah as possible. And she does the same thing for me. But is the fact that I was willing to... I Like, when we were younger, I used to always... When the superhero movies first got big, Angel would always go with me. Always. She saw One to Spider-Man 2. Pretty sure both Fantastic Four movies. Um, she sat through The Watchmen with me. That was one of the last ones we saw. She saw Spider-Man 3 with me. Um, I'm trying to think of other big um, movies that came out. X-Men 3 she saw. So any superhero movie that you can think of between 2003 up until... I want to say Watchmen might have been the last one we went to go see really together before she, she said, all you want to do is take me to superhero movies, which isn't true. But there was a lot of superhero movies that came out very often. 
So yeah, she would go with me most of the time. But that was because she wanted to spend time with me. She wasn't really into the superhero movies. Like, she likes them well enough. But it's not her thing. She just wanted to be with me. And so she, like, she, she said at one point, you'd never take me to see movies I wanted to see. So there was a period where I wasn't. We were always going to go see movies I wanted to see. She would say that she wanted to see certain things. And I'd mention, hey, let's go see this. And then she wouldn't be up for it or whatever. So what I started doing is I started going to movies by myself to go see my superhero movies or with somebody else. Most of the time it's by myself. With Johnny coming back and then with E being more available now and I just have more friends available who are in the superhero movies now than I did circa 2008 like when Iron Man came out. Cause I, I kind of specifically feel like Iron Man was the first time I went to the movies not by myself but it was somewhere around there where I started the trend of just going and going to see a movie because I really want to see Iron Man I knew she didn't want to see Iron Man so I got on a bus and I went to go see Iron Man and it was awesome and so from then on out anytime that she would mention wanting to see a certain movie or anything like that I would be I'd say, oh, let's go see it. And then she would, most of the time, she's like, oh, I don't really want to go. I don't spend the money. And sometimes she will get into things. Like we saw all three Hunger Games, oh, four Hunger Games movies together. Um, There's been other things that we've seen that she likes. I've offered to go see certain romantic comedies with her and stuff that she says. She's like, oh, I want to see that. And I'll say, let's go see this. Let's make the time to go do it. And we don't make the time to go do it. And I don't know if that's partially both of our faults. I'm even with Aaliyah now. We were able to find somebody to watch Aaliyah long enough to go see a movie. Um, So it's not like it's not an option. But I I got to thinking. And for for years now. I've been going to see my movies either. I'll have an early. I used to work the shoe department, of course, so I'd be off. I go see it on my day off while Angel was at school teaching, or I um since I got the credit union, I'll have a short shift. I I have been known to leave when I get an early one of those early afternoon shifts. I would go to the movies from work sometimes, and then sometimes I would even go. Uh, I've been and went to the movies by like I went to go see Star Wars by myself. Because I had been out of town the whole weekend when it premiered. It was driving me nuts that I hadn't seen it. And as soon as we finally got back in Morgantown, that was priority number one, that I go see Star Wars. So I went to go see Star Wars by myself. She did kind of want to see Star Wars, but she wasn't trying to make the 1030 at night trip that I had to go see. And I wanted to see it in 3D. So I was selfish there. I I know that she's not into these movies. So I don't feel like a bad person or a bad husband for not trying to include her. But I know that Johnny was was all gung-ho about bringing Meredith and everything. And I, I felt like, like, man, am I doing something wrong? Should I, should I go out, like, make more of an effort to involve Angel? And then at least have her tell me no versus always not including her. Cause even with my, well, even with Matt and his wife, Lisa, he doesn't go see hardly any of, he sees a lot of superhero movies. And most of the time, Lisa will go with him to see him. Now, ever since they got married and I gave her my bless her, my blessing to be his best friend when they moved to Wisconsin, they, uh, they went together. They, they go together like peas and carrots. That's that's his best friend. The the day they got married and I, I gave my best band speech, I told her she was his best friend now. And she took me literally and stole him away from me. <laughs> but seriously, they, they go see movies together all the time. He takes CJ to see certain superhero movies all the time. And CJ's his wife. So, so I'm going to at least maybe start offering to, Hey, I know that you probably, well, no, I gave it to like that. I know you probably don't want to see this, but do you want to see this? 
No, you know, I'm, go- I'm going to try to make more of an effort to involve Angel in my movie going again. Because I, f- I felt like a dick because I don't even give her an option because I assume she doesn't want to go because, what, seven, sixteen, eight years ago, she got a little uh, annoyed with seeing so many superhero movies and said something about it. And then I've kind of cut her off, which isn't fair. So I am a bad husband in that aspect that I don't include my wife in movie going and stuff like that. So I'm going to try to do better. So when Batman Superman comes out next month, you know, I promise it to Stevie, I will make sure that I make an effort to invite Angel and, um, and, and see and give her the option of telling me no, at least. You know, with Batman and Superman, I'm probably going to have to see it twice. Because I don't think Stevie likes 3D movies. And I got to see a superhero movie in 3D. So back to the end of the, the hyphen Johnny and Meredith story. It snowed in Morgantown that Friday, um, two Fridays ago. The road, My road was bad. I probably could have gotten out, but I didn't want to worry Angel. So I went in and canceled on him. And then he went and saw Deadpool without me. <laughs> Love you too, Johnny. So I, I, I was a good husband in the aspect that I didn't go out in bad weather, even though it stopped snowing, and make Angel worry. And I stayed home versus saying, well, I made plans. I'm going to go. Don't wait up. <laughs> Next thing I want to tell y'all about. American Hercules by Mark Bosquet. It's available on Amazon.com right now. He's been releasing these American Hercules stories as serials for a few months now. He's just put out the collected edition. So if you go on Amazon, actually, if you go through my Amazon links, Kill Two Birds, either at b-hyphen.com or podcast.b-hyphen.com, click my Amazon link, and then once you're on Amazon, search for American Hercules by Mark Bosquet, the complete edition with all the um, stories in it. That's available now. I'm I'm not going to slaughter all those names like I did last week. All those uh, myth mythological names, mythological names. Um, but I can tell you, Mark is a good friend of mine. Again, everybody I'm going to be promoting right now on the show, they're probably a good friend of mine. He is a great writer. And a good friend of mine again. He's modernized the idea of Hercules and the her- mythology that goes with Hercules and put it into this tale about this man who killed his family and had no idea or no recollection of doing it. And so, of course, he gets drafted into the secret organization to find out what happened and then also stop crime before it happens. Or as it's happening. Because I'm not reading this verbatim. I'm trying to trying to deliver this to you in my own words. And of course from there things escalate to epic proportions. So Mark Bosquet. American Hercules. The Collected Edition. Make sure you get that. If you want to get the little cereals though. I think they're 99 cents a piece. Which is a steal. Get the, get the little cereals. Put them together that way. Or get the Collected Edition. Or buy all the books. That'd be awesome. Or buy all the books and then buy some more of his work. Because, like I said, he's a great writer. Mark Bosquet, American Hercules. Click on my Amazon links and then search. And you'll find it. And then you'll throw a little money to the show. Throw a little money towards Mark. A little money towards Amazon. Everybody wins! And there we go. That was much better than Bobby's. Bobby had all those codes and stuff. So I'm sorry, Bobby. (laughs) But Nancy Holder, Bobby Nash, Sherlock Holmes, Lady Domino collects all the Sherlock Holmes, Lady Domino adventures in one place. See, I'm trying to get it down. Next topic. We got Aaliyah on a new Disney movie. And a new Disney movie is Aladdin. And I've seen Aladdin, of course. I really enjoyed Aladdin as a child. But I really have enjoyed watching Aladdin constantly. 
<laughs> now, the voice acting superb, the story superb, the visual effects and the, the animation superb. Robin Williams, R.I.P., is amazing as a genie. And there's so many little end jokes and stuff like that you don't realize when you're a kid. And that's something I love about watching cartoons as an adult. When they make an adult joke that they can slide in there. I always think that's hilarious. Gilbert Gottfried as Yago is probably one of borderline the most foul mouthed character ever in a Disney movie. And I love it. Not so much, uh, I'm not a big fan of the, oh, well, we got to marry Princess Jasmine, and da-da-da-da-da, that's probably the feminist in me coming out again. Why we got to marry Princess Jasmine? Jasmine can handle herself. I know that's the way it was back then. Well, might still be out there with the princess having to be married off. But, I never put too much stock into that, so... Not a big fan of that. One of my favorite characters in the movie is Flying Carpet. I love how, um, even though it never it doesn't have one line of dialogue, how expressive they made a flying rug, the magic carpet. Um, it, it's just a lot of fun, and the little in 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 house Disney jokes like Sebastian popping up and. There, there was some another reference to another Disney movie in there, that was really good. That was really funny. So, I'm really just started this topic to say how much I enjoy Aladdin as a 33 year old man, and then go t- from there into Angel Hadalia watch Little Mermaid again. I don't know what it is about it. And I don't even think it comes down to me being a boy. And it's a love story. It's a ridiculous love story. Yeah, that might be it right there. I don't like A Little Mermaid. And I know that's crazy. My friend Tay will probably want to punch me in the mouth if she ever hears this. I've said, expressed such things to her that I didn't enjoy The Little Mermaid. I did as a kid. Because I was a kid. And it was a Disney movie. And I thought it had its moments. But the whole concept, I know there's actual adult movies about mermaids coming on land and stuff like that. Like, I feel like Splash is about a mermaid, but don't quote me on that. (laughs) I just don't like the little mermaid, man. I don't know what it is. It's like, oh, I want to be out of here so bad. I have this, I'm a mermaid and I'm a, hell, Ariel was a kid. Well, I don't think she was literally a kid, but she might have been 18, 19, if we were really going to be that picky. And of course, she's like, she makes the deal with the devil, who's Ursula, gives up her voice, chases the, the prince, Eric, um, who uh, she saved from drowning in the beginning of the movie. She can't convince him to kiss him, kiss her. And then Ursula shows up in disguise and woos Eric using Ariel's voice and Eric almost marries Ursula but then thanks to uh Triton and and a lot and some effort on the Little Mermaid's part on Ariel's part I don't even know how it goes Ursula's defeated at the end Triton realizes he has to let his daughter go he gives her legs her and Eric get married and that's that I just don't, I think the thing that bothers me is it is based on a really cruddy love story idea. That being, oh my gosh, we have to get Ariel married. We have to get Ariel married. We have to get Ariel married. Why? Ariel has to be in love with this guy, Eric, who Eric is one of my least favorite Disney um, uh, male protagonists ever. He's so boring. I got a shaggy dog. My name's Eric. Like, seriously, bro? I mean... And then you... you, (laughs) He has a beautiful red-headed lady. 
practically falling all over him. And and it also shows how shallow he is. And she she can't talk because she doesn't have her voice. The deal is she has to get Eric to kiss her and fall in order to get her voice back. And she had like three days or something like that. And despite Ariel's best efforts, he won't kiss her. That doesn't, That's not even realistic to me. Even if Eric's obviously older than her, even in his position, I, I just don't see a, a true... And again, it's one of those things like the thing with Frozen and Elsa and Anna having terrible parents. It doesn't move the plot along if they're, if they're rational people. At the same time, I feel like there's plenty of dumb decisions made in Aladdin, but I'm okay with those. I can overlook them. Same thing with Frozen. Even though um, Elsa and Anna had terrible parents, I can still overlook the fact, that fact, and enjoy Frozen for what it is. And yes, welcome to Disney Movie Reviews with Kellen Conley. <laughs> I'm just curious, man. Like, I really don't think it's... I don't like it just because of the love story, though. It's just none of the characters were memorable for me. I liked Ursula. I thought Ursula was pretty cool, but she's the bad guy. I don't care for Ariel. Don't care about Sebastian or Flounder or... The seagull whose name is escaping me, or Eric, or the shaggy dog, or the cook's trying to eat Sebastian, or Triton, or the room full of trinkets and thingamabobs, and part of your world. The music is good. The music is good. As is another another reason why I love Aladdin. The music in Little Mermaid is its redeeming feature. If I have to sit through it, I will enjoy the songs. But aside from that, no interest. So I'm just curious to hear what uh, other people might think about Aladdin and The Little Mermaid. Because this is Disney Movie Review with Kellen Conley. And I appreciate everybody tuning in every week while we talk about Disney films. Next week, we're going to talk about The Hunchback of Notre Dame. And maybe even talk about um, some Pocahontas. So I hope to look forward to all y'all. Go- <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But these things happen when uh, you have a 22-month-old. She's almost two. When she's two, I don't have to say months anymore. Yes. She ain't going to catch my ass saying, oh, she's 28 months. Nope. She's two. I might give her a little two and a half after October 20th. Other than that, she's two. Next topic. Ronda Rousey last week. If anybody knows me at all from my social media, you know that I love, love, love me some Ronda Rousey. As soon as I became aware of Ronda Rousey, I was in love with her. Of course, she had her winning streak in the UFC. I believe Thomas, Anthony, and Chris and I um, saw three of her fights. Her last four, or we saw her last four fights, I believe. And she won all three. And of course, the Holly Holm fight came up in November. We weren't at our usual spot in Suncrest Town Center at BW3s. We went to Green Turtle. We brought, I brought Angel, and Gary brought his wife Brandy. And I'm looking at people driving cars that look like um, Valerie's, but it's not. It's just the same Equinox style. Sorry. And Rhonda got her ass whooped. And of course, we've been watching her road to redemption, so to speak. She's still taking time off from fighting. No timetable for when she will actually be back to challenge home for her belt again for the rematch. I think home has a fight coming up here at one at UFC 199 or definitely, I think it's either 199 or 200. But of course, I read the ESPN Magazine article about 
about Ronda's struggles, struggles trying to, um, I mean, she hadn't lost in UFC. She was the most dominant fighter in the sport at the time of her loss. And now I guess that falls on Conor McGregor or Holly Holm. Um, but I'm going to say it's Conor McGregor right now. Star of UFC, film deals, uh, modeling gigs, um, uh, endorsement deals, uh, S- Sports Illustrated, Swimsuit Issue, Cover Girl, along with two other women this year. Gets gets invited to uh, mar- uh, to balls by Marines and goes as her date out of the goodness of her heart. All around cool chick in the nerdy stuff like comic books and anime and cosplay. But she got her ass whooped. She lost. So we're all waiting for her to go film. I'm guessing Roadhouse is next for her and then I'm guessing hopefully by the end of the year she'll get back at it. I don't know if we're going to get that rematch this year. I'd really like to see Home Rousey too. But back, the main reason I bring her up, she was on Ellen last week. And I, I saw this story on SportsCenter, so I made the rounds. And the way that all the media outlets are portraying it is this. Ronda Rousey considers admits that she considered suicide on Ellen, which is huge following her loss to Holly Holm. So you see that, and you immediately think, wow. I mean, that's something that, when you, when you lose something like that, especially when it's, it's all on you, it's not a team sport. I can see you taking that really bad. And for her to come out and admit that, at first, it was kind of scary, but at the same time, it was brave of her to admit it on a level of showing that even someone who's one of the biggest athletes in the world has those thoughts and went to that place. It humanizes her for for other people, I think, is the way I see it. Um, So when I first saw that, I was I was thinking that it was really brave of her to admit that and thought that it may help some troubled kid somewhere, or even a troubled adult somewhere, think twice before they want to take their own life and stuff. So I was watching the clip, and she said, she said, I was sitting there in the locker room right after, and I, I really just thought about ending. Like, she's like, I want to end it. I didn't want to, I didn't want to be here anymore. I was that devastated. Like, how can I go on from this? And she's crying. And I know this came from a real place. But then she said, I looked at my boyfriend and he was being, he was being really supportive and he's just there for me. And I was like, I got to live. I want to have his babies. So right there, one fell swoop. She killed it, killed all the good, all the goodwill. She had just, um, well, not not goodwill, but all the positivity that I thought was coming out because of this, she kind of ruined it by making a joke and laughing it off. While I kind of see why she may have done it, especially because she was upset and crying. I look at it two ways: either this is her legit feeling, like she really felt like, "Oh my God, I want to kill myself. This is awful," but I gotta have this man's babies. Which kind of sucks in a way because, again, Rousey, one of the most dominant athletes in the world. And then she takes that step back of attaching herself to a man and having to have his babies in order to give her a reason to live. I think Nikki would be really proud of that topic. Maybe I'll have to have her listen to that one. Or in the moment she realized she was getting emotional and she said something. She had said, she said afterwards she had never admitted that to anybody. But she said, other than him, she said that uh, she's really upset, emotional, and then that comes out. So it might have even been a, like, oh shit, what did I just say? <laughs> Let me back it up real quick and, uh, and make this laughable. So uh, on the, the media outlets, kind of did her a solid of at least sports in her at least making it seem like she was coming out and admitting that she went to that place 
And if anybody who's dealing with depression or has those kind of thoughts sees that and sees that Rhonda has been able to fight through that and be okay from it, if she saves any lives from that, that's wonderful. Um, But it may have been blown out of proportion a little bit because of how she said it. So I still love you, Rhonda. I don't like that you're with this guy because he has a history of uh, domestic violence. Whether that's true or not, it's none of my business. I'm just over here sipping my Lipton tea. So, best to you. Can't wait to see you in Octagon again. And I, I just thought that was really weird, so I just wanted to kind of address that. 815. Probably should get in a dentist's office in the next five minutes or so. So, I can't even go out to my car today to finish this episode. And maybe they'll get me in and out of the dentist, though. See, like I said, I had two molars pulled. They're really just doing a follow-up to see how my mouth has recovered. But I know they're going to have to go through all my gums and see if they're still bad and stuff. And that's going to take a little bit. So I could be looking at half an hour and then be done by nine and then still have an hour before I have to be at work. Which isn't bad at all. And then I, I could sit down and do the last 15 minutes of the show and then come back and, and then be done with it. Or I could just kind of push my luck roll until 8.26 or so no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go to the dentist. <laughs> uh, I, love, I love sharing all this vital information with you guys. I really do. hope you enjoy it as much as I do. So we're going to take a break. Almost. If I'd left the house 10 minutes earlier, I'd been good. But we got through 44 minutes of action, 45 minutes of action. That's not bad. And some of that's going to get edited, so probably 44 moments, 44 minutes of action, because I got to trim down that uh, awful read I tried to do for Bobby into something coherent. Uh, so I'll be back. We got one more topic to get to. Got recommendations. Maybe I'll tell y'all how the dentist went. Maybe, maybe you care. <laughs> If you're listening to this for 45 minutes, you care a little bit. So I appreciate y'all. I'm going to take a break. I'll be back. Back from break. Back from the dentist. Good news. My gums are a lot healthier than they were when my tooth broke in in, uh, November. So doing good there. Got to get some fillings and sealants next time. And then got to deal with this front tooth that apparently is going to need replaced and put in. I'm glad to have a crown or something put in because I have... Stuff in my gums that need to come out. Yeah, fun time. Besides from that, everything's good. I want to take a moment to thank Hardee's for sponsoring my breakfast this morning. Um, I know a lot of people think equate Hardee's and Carl's Jr. with those giant burgers and hot girls eating those said burgers on the commercials, which I appreciate thoroughly. But their breakfast is criminally underrated, and I'll tell you why. Cinnamon and raisin biscuits. First time I remember ever having these, I was with my Aunt Judy in Winchester. Um, I don't know why I was out running around with Judy, but Judy started to stop and get us breakfast. And we went to Hardy's, and she got me these cinnamon raisin biscuits. And they are so wonderful. So, so good. I love them. And I don't get them enough. I, I, tr- I only try to do it when I'm near Hardy's. Because we used to have two Hardy's in Morgantown. Now we just have one. And just like... Uh, the other Kroger, I'm now at the Suncrest Town Center Kroger, was at, um, was in Saberton. Hardy's haven't been in Saberton. So as soon as um, Courtney, my dental hygienist, said, you can eat, went to Hardy's, got me cinnamon and raisin biscuit, got the two-pack, $1.99, and then they had a country ham biscuit. Now, country ham has always been near and dear to me because my mom loved country ham and it's honestly the only ham I truly can just eat and eat and eat because it's salty. Other hams, once they're cold, I'm not as interested, even if it's honey or um, it had to have something else going on besides your standard 
running the mill honey or honey ham country ham i love it had a country ham sandwich so i got that and it was absolutely delicious just finished eating it i gotta be at work in 21 minutes so last topic <clears throat> If my phone wants to work. Writing as an exercise. Um, as I've uh, detailed on the show so far on the podcast since it started in January, I've been I'm a writer, of course. I'm I'm working on working up to the book thing, but I've written several columns for Tricycle Offense and now my site b-com since Tricycle Offense started in 2012, and I even started probably in 2011 when Osti asked me to write um, wrestling articles for BDLSports.net. And so I've noticed how um, I'm getting better as a writer. Um, And when I say that, I mean as far as output goes. Because I um, I always shoot for a thousand words minimum for anything that I, I write. Um, the Life in Morgantown columns is actually, I go for 500, and then if it's a little over, it's a little over. I've noticed um, how quickly I can churn out a thousand words now, especially if we're talking out the dead, because of my reputa- repetition constantly doing, um, constantly writing. And I think it's awesome that I'm able to put together a thousand words and like, 20 minutes to half an hour, probably less than that if I'm fully concentrating. Cause I, I think it was last Thursday night or something. I had, uh, or Anthony had stopped by me. It was last Wednesday or Tuesday, but I was just typing my part on talking out the dead. And next thing I know, I was like at a thousand words. Like it wasn't anything. Um, I, I, um, I, I find that, uh, repetition has made me a better writer at least um, quantity-wise. But also think the quality of my writing has constantly gotten better since I started writing um, in 2011, like writing the columns and stuff. Uh, I'm interested to see how that translates to fan fiction once Alias Investigations is done, which I'm hoping to have done for the first update, for the March update at Marvel 2000, um, coming up soon. So I got a few more days to get that in and done. So I'm hoping to get that in to Dave... So be on the lookout for that. Alice Investigations number one from Marvel 2000. But I recommend that anybody out there who's interested in writing or is writing and finds themselves struggling. It's like, set yourself a small goal. Like, I set mine a little higher because I was looking to have something that'd be worth you taking the time to read for five to, five to ten minutes. Like, start at 250 words. Um, Start at 500 words. And then as often as you can, just write to, write that amount, write that amount, write that amount. And what you'll notice is as you progress over time, you'll see those 250 words will go by quicker. And then you'll be going past 250 words, 250 words, and you'll be up to 500. Then you'll be up to 750, then 1,000, and so on and so forth, to quote my friend Thomas Board, my coworker. So I just I was just excited that, all the writing is kind of, I'm seeing a difference in my style and how I go about doing things. So there's my last piece of advice for you today. Hyphenation, episode seven, live from the Suncrest Town Center Kroger. Recommendation Tom, ladies and gents. Number one, number one, better call Saul. Better Call Saul is a spinoff of Breaking Bad featuring Saul Goodman, played by Bob Odenkirk. The first season is on Netflix now, and it's masterful. The new season just started. There are two episodes in, and it all is already looking like it's going to be just as good as the first season. It's not going to be on the same level as Breaking Bad, but it's a damn good show. So AMC, Mondays, 10 p.m., Better Call Saul. Listen to Mac Miller's latest. Good AM. Good morning, I'm I'm assuming. Um, I've been a Mac Miller fan for a few years. I um 
like some of his mixtape work. His first album, Blue Side Park, kind of missed me. His second album, Watching um, Movies with the Sound Off, was really good. And Good AM continues in that tradition. It's a seamless album. The lyrics are fire. The beats are fire. There was nothing I could find wrong with this album. So if you're looking for a good rap album, good hip-hop album, good music album to try out, check out Mac Miller's Good AM. I guarantee it's a good time. And then if you're looking for somebody, some new music from somebody that's super reliable, Prince put out an album a few months ago called Hit and Run Phase 1. He's now up to Hit and Run Phase 2. Um, but I finally checked out Hit and Run Phase 1, and it is also super dope. Um, a lot of funk, a lot of new sounds from, from the purple one, uh, so to speak. Uh, of course, you know Prince doesn't put out anything that he feels is subpar. Um, this and his last album, which was Artificial Age, I believe, um, they are both high-quality albums. I have Phase 2, uh, and I'm going to check that out soon, so I expect that to be in the recommendations section, section soon as well. So Prince, Hit and Run, Phase 1, good time. It's only nine tracks. It's a, it's a great listen, though. A lot of fun. Keeping it music-wise, Rihanna, her new album, Anti. I know that you may be scared off because of Rihanna's a pop artist, uh, R&B artist. You've heard some of her radio songs. Um, you're not impressed. You might even heard her latest single work and not really like the reggae-influenced style, the dancehall-influenced style. But I can sit here and tell you that Anti is one of her best albums start to finish. There... Either you you can tell that she just really sat down and made some music, and it wasn't about putting out putting out music. It was about creating music, and Rihanna was really in a great place when she made this album. So if you're looking for a female voice with some danceable vibes and positive messages, but also women empowerment message or female empowerment messages, and a good looking woman, <laughs> so to speak. Um, please check out Rihanna's Anti. It is available everywhere now, as is everything that's on this list. Last thing I gotta recommend, Deadpool. Saw it this Saturday, laughed the whole time. Fox finally, Fox, Fox is gonna run us into the ground with Deadpool. I don't know how Ryan Reynolds and Marvel got away with it, but it is simply great. Do I want to see every superhero movie go the R-rated route? No, I don't need to see Captain America in an R-rated movie, or even any of the Avengers, honestly. Guardians could push it a little, but even then, they would just probably have Drax rip people apart and stuff and have guts flying. But the R-rating was perfect for Deadpool. Um, A little bit of gutter humor, good action, good story. Um, It's hilarious, though. It really, truly is hilarious. It's a great movie from start to finish. Um, and I like the way that they told the story, um, cause it all takes place within a day. I like the way he told his origin and told the story of the movie and they blended it all together without, um, making it too bloated. It felt like a very quick watch. So please check out Deadpool. Um, if you want to wait for it to come out on, uh, your streaming services or on DVD, on Blu-ray, um, more than welcome. I wouldn't say it's a must-see where you got to get to the movie theater, but if you're able to, you'll have a good time. And you probably should take somebody with you so you have somebody to laugh with. Well, that when I was with E, we had a great time. And that's it. So this has been Hyphenation, Episode 7. Once again, I can't thank you all enough for taking checking out the show and supporting the show. If you'd really like to support me and the show and help me keep this thing going, all you got to do is click the Amazon link. It's a little orange, or maybe a white box. A little white box that is um, on the right side of behyphen.com and on the right side of podcast.behyphen.com. Shop on Amazon through that link. A little money comes back to the show and helps me with production costs, which will probably go towards Aaliyah's diapers or something. So much appreciated there. You can find the show on iTunes, subscribe, rate, review, and share it with all those that you care about. Tell them how great I am and how often you 
quote me because I'm a quotable person because I'm a man of the people. I'm here for the people every single time. On Stitcher, hyphenation, you'll find us. Play all the episodes right through there. I have a feed burner link for your podcast listening device on podcast.behyphen.com. It's right under, on the right side, it says hyphenation, it has iTunes, Stitcher, and then it says Feedburner. Might be in a different order, but the Feedburner link is there. Um, YouTube, of course, it's on my um, regular Behyphen channel, youtube.com slash Behyphen. I have a playlist for hyphenation. All the episodes are there as well. Um, all the episodes get posted on Behyphen.com, podcast.behyphen.com, and tricycleoffense.com. Dot wordpress.com so please check us out check me out there I'll get there right one day pretty please because I love doing this show I'm having a good time having a good time and, and Mark um, Bosquet who I plugged his American Hercules um, books earlier he told me that the OJ Simpson segment on episode 6 is some of my best podcast work so can only go up from here so I appreciate the kind remarks Mark Con remarks, Mark, 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 Marks. Oh, and one other thing. I wrote the first verse, rap verse, that I've written in almost two years last Friday. And it was awesome. Just want to let y'all know that. But I got to get to work. Got to clock in. Do my thing. It's been awesome. So until next time, whether that's Friday or whether that is next Friday, when we do episode eight, be good to yourself and each other. Hug your loved ones. Listen to Victory Jump Off Radio Show 18, Earth, Wind, and Fire, available now. And that's it. Thanks, guys. Check. La 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 Hey y'all Victory Jump Off Radio Show 18's out, Earth, Wind, and Fire. That's not what you're here for. On my mark. Three, two, one. There is a Sherlock Holmes slash Domino Lady trade paperback that is out right now in previews that you can order retailers. And it's good stuff. It's by Bobby Nash. I've been talking about it on the past few episodes. And it's also by another wonderful writer. And I'm going to look up her name right now because I'm just winging this right now. Because I don't want to be so stiff doing these. So Sherlock Holmes. Oh my goodness. Google. Domino Lady. I know this is real exciting. This is what y'all pay for. It's why I charge y'all so much to listen to the podcast. Sherlock Holmes and Domino Lady, where are you at? Nancy Holder and Bobby Nash. And that is actually available for Moonstone Books right now. So if you're in the new pulp, or if you're in the old pulp, and you like Sherlock Holmes or the Domino Lady, you can get this book I think it's available in May. I think that's when it's coming out. Let me see here. Man, this is actually really bad. I probably should have taken some notes. Let's see. I'm going to say it's under mystery. Sherlock Holmes. Wow, I'm going to have to cut this out. This this is going to be a hard a hard edit. Oh man, this is bad. When you're not prepared, 
this is what happens. No, I don't want to do a survey. Man, Facebook or uh, Firefox. Man, I'm so sorry, guys. So from now on, if I if I still say anything, I should at least know what I'm talking about.